This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, your host, Mike Fusco. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, Team Business Podcast. I am your host, Mike Fusco, and uh, this is episode number 38. And I think this is our first uh, repeat guest. That's because that's how good he is. I'm we have, uh, <laughs> I think Dan's our first repeat, man. So that's awesome. This is uh, Dan K, Regional Vice President, 401k Markets with Transamerica. Dan, how you doing, brother? Doing good. Thank you for having me on once again. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Dan's a good friend of our agency. He helps us and many of our clients with their retirement and their 401k planning. So Dan, thank you for that. Uh, of course, of course. Dan's a wealth of knowledge, man. If you if you guys if you're connected if you're not connected with him on LinkedIn. What I'll do is I'll put a uh, link on the podcast um, website page to connect with Dan because he does some cool shit and um, he actually is soon having a you having an event webinar right yeah I actually joined it I'm interested oh. to, to learn about that too man I'll I'll talk about that too we'll talk yeah, about what's awesome. coming up next so let's first start about let's talk about what you do on the day to day because I know with you know all the you know Cal Savers coming up here. I'm sure you you guys are just getting flooded, man, with questions about 401ks and retirement retirements and plans like that. So why don't we start there? Talk a little bit about that. What what's new? What's coming? Sure. And then we'll get into the next topic. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, CalSavers has brought in a flood of new business. It's been crazy. I know when I was out here the last time we talked about uh, CalSavers, what that hole is. So just a a quick summation, final summation of what CalSavers is. It's a state-mandated IRA plan. So every business with five or more W-2 employees have to have a plan in place. So they could do CalSavers. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, I I don't mean to talk negative on it, but the the talk that's being out there, again, I'm not saying it. Other people are. They're saying it's the DMV of retirement plans. But um, (laughs) again, if you just want to check the box, that's fine. I actually... Uh, the business owner and, and their advisor called me today and they said, Hey, we want to get something open for our restaurant. But, you know, we already took a tally of the people and nobody wants to do it, you know? Yeah. So why, why spend money on a retirement plan? We'll just go with the state. And I said that those are the cases where it's going to be best. Check the box, do it with the state. You know, you, you, you know, you won't get fines. Right. So that's the other thing, right? You got to do Cal savers. You got to do something. If you don't do anything, you'll get fines. So just like that, who was the NFL guy? He's like, I'm only here for my media appearance, so I don't get fined. Forgot that oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just was here. That, so I don't uh, get what's fined. his name? <laughs> yeah, the guy that was in Oakland, the running back, Marshawn yeah. Lynch. Yeah. So, uh, so that's Peace essentially mode. what what people are doing with CalSavers. They're just doing it so they don't get fined, and I get that. So it's two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars per employee for ninety days of non-compliance, and then it jumps up to five hundred dollars per employee. Um, after 180 days of non-compliance. So the state's serious. They want people to do it. So yeah, when you talk about a flood of questions and new business, um, I'd say 50% of the new plans coming in are because of cow savers. Um, And and, and typically, you know, our goal uh, on a a regular year is anywhere from between 50 to 100 plans. Um, I'm already at over 50 just startup plans and just through May. So now mind you, a typical year, 
is 50 to 100 plans on average, right? It could go above that, it could go below that, et cetera. It could go, you know, it could go more depending on what it is. But just until the end of end of April was 50, over 50 just startup plans just for CalSavers. That's not including the other business of, uh, you know, existing plans, takeovers, and just startups because they wanted to do it, not because of the state. But um, yeah, because I checked the box. I asked that question. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have over 50. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's been keeping me super busy. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to compensation for an advisor, obviously, there's no compensation they get. So a lot of advisors are actually charging a, a flat rate. Uh, to get something started because there, uh, you know, there's money involved there, but there's tax credits and so forth. So, you know, we'll be talking about tax credits in a bit, but that's that's the lay of the land. CalSavers has been crazy. Yeah, man. And you know, we've had discussions with people that I think in certain industries and in certain employers they feel like they can't get participation in a 401k. Although Dan and I had a little side talk about that uh, after a recent discussion, and I think a lot of that has to do with how the employer. Uh, you know, incentivizes people that work for them to save for retirement, man. You know, people think, you know, they're not going to get participation, but I guarantee you if the employer, you know, matches or maybe uh, helps with growing people's retirement plans, it could it could incentivize the employees to get in. Yeah, what, what we notice the most successful plans, you have to have, it's the top-down approach. So you have to have buy-in from the owners or the HR reps or whoever, whatever it is. So if they're not talking about it and they're not promoting it, I'm an outsider. When I go into an education meeting for a company and they're like, you know, who's, who's this guy? Um, I'm nobody to them. They, they just saw me the, for the first time. But if the owner is there standing next to me and say, listen to what this guy has to say, because you got to save for retirement because... Who knows what Social Security is going to be there? You know, who knows what what else is going to be there? Um, I, I noticed that the plans ninety nine percent of the time go better. We actually see contributions. We actually see participation. Yeah. Um, so it has to be from a top down. If the owner doesn't care, then yeah, it resonates, and that's that's from the thousands of companies that I've worked with. It, it's every single time that that's been the yeah. case. Yeah, and I think the same can go for employee benefits. You know, we talk about benefits a lot at our agency. And, uh, you're not going to, you know, if, if you want to get participation, you can get it, you know, as a group, you know, if you, know, you contribute to the plan, contribute to the costs, you know, make sure that employees understand the importance of it. It's all the same thing. But anyway, I don't want to go off on a tangent there. Dan, thank you for that info. Sure. Uh, Tell us a little more. What else is going on in the news and what's the latest and greatest, man? Yeah, so I just had a, uh, a news article that I posted the other day about uh, some of the top retirement articles and I'm going to get into um, really one of the, the major buzzes that I've been hearing in the marketplace. But um, one that I talked about on our, on our last uh, podcast was uh, PEPs and MEPs and all the exchanges and, and multiple yep. employer plans. So uh, one of the articles was small employer plans are showing interest in pooled plans and so I made a post actually on a Forensi Law white paper that talked about all the acronyms. So Forensi Law, um, very, very big in the uh, ERISA law scene. And uh, we co-wrote a white paper with them that talked about it. Some of the biggest reasons why plan sponsors were interested in these pooled plans. And again, uh, we're doing that for your clients, actually. Uh, we've been doing that already for a year, so we're already ahead of the curve. Uh, but the number one was cost. The second one was reduced administrative responsibility and then reduced plan sponsor legal liability. Nobody want to, wants to take on the legal ramifications if a 401k plan goes wrong. So that's that's been one of the, the major ones for me anyways as a business owner. Forget the cost. I'll, I'll, I'll pay to... The reason why they do insurance is to outsource liability, right? 
So that's, that's been that's been one of them. The next one that I want to chat about is a retirement savers credit. So there's actually two different credits when it comes to 401k plans. One I talked about when when people are looking at CalSavers versus a traditional plan. Doing a traditional plan, obviously, there's a cost associated with it. But with Secure Act 1.0, the the credit that an employer can get back is 50% of the employer's cost. So, for example, say it's uh, you know three grand to get a plan started, half of it will be covered by a by a tax credit over the course of three years. If they do auto enrollment. Again, we want to boost the participation. And that's yep. mandated with CalSavers anyways, and they're going to eventually mandate it across the country with Secure Act 2.0. Uh, but that's an extra $500 credit um, that they can get for auto enrollment. So that's that's one credit for the employers by starting a plan. Now let's talk about the employee's savers credit. And not many people know about this one. Only 40% of the people, according to the article I wrote, it's one of our Transamerica studies. We have a Transamerica um, Center for Retirement. 48% of the people were aware of this credit. So um, I could share some more info on that if people have questions. But essentially, when you fall under a specific income bracket, you can get either 10, 20, or 50% of your contribution back as a credit at the end of the year. So, you know, when we're dealing with, say, you know, restaurants or, or, or anybody with lower wages where they may be relying on tips. Um, say their wages are just say minimum wage. Like, oh, these people are never going to save because of you know low wages. Yeah. Not the case. They can get fifty percent of their 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 money back. So if the company's matching, and say the say you put in two grand and you get half of the money back, well, hey, now you got a match and got half of the money that you just put in back. <laughs> so um, that's the retirement savers credit. It's been around for a long time, but um, that's pretty yeah, cool. That's, that, that's been a hot one. That is, huh? That's awesome. Uh, so there's a couple things Dan talked about. Thank you, Dan, for bringing that yeah. to the to the table. Uh, I know. Was there anything else on, you know, the 401k side or retirement side that you want to talk about before we um, get into ERC? No, that's that's pretty much it. I'd say, uh, yeah. Actually, there's there's one that I mentioned in in my uh, in my newscast about EBRI. So if people haven't been onto the EBRI.org website, EBRI, um, they actually have a pretty informative. PDF on plan asset allocations, account balances, lo loan activity, and all that. So it's actually pretty cool just to see um, demographics, uh, you know, age ranges, what people are putting in, what they're not putting in. Um, let's put it this way: the the amount of money being put into four hundred and one k plans is the highest it's ever been. Yeah. And I think a couple of reasons: one is Social Security. There's obviously shortfalls in that. People have identified bigger companies with five hundred or more employees have the financial wellness programs in place. They have a you know human resource benefits team, right? The small employers don't have that. You know, the person at the front desk is doing it all, right? Yeah. From the marketing to the to the bookkeeping and everything, right? So it's hard to spread that word among small businesses, but larger firms, I mean, they they're promoting it and they're all fighting for each other. Look at like the tech world. You yeah. know, it's not just oh, here's a you know here's a two hundred grand paycheck. People want to know, are you matching? Okay, well, what percent is there a vesting schedule in that matching? You know, why do I got to wait three years? The company down the street has, has immediate vesting. So yeah. um, that's what EBRI talks about. It talks about all the averages and stuff in the marketplace. So that, that's a cool one to check out. Um, that's cool. EBRI is almost like benchmarking and how you stack up and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's exactly. such a competitive labor market that, of course, I think, you know, like Dan said, it, to attract ta top talent, especially in certain industries, uh, you're going to have to, <laughs> companies have to, uh, you know, offer a little more or provide a little more. And retirement's a big part of that. Benefits is a big part of that. 
well, they thought having a foosball table and, you know, free beer, beer on a Friday was a big deal until uh, everybody went remote. And now everyone's like, oh, yeah, so about that uh, foosball, yeah, we don't care about that anymore. We want the, yeah. we want the benefits, you know, those Yeah, those we want tangible. the benefits, man. Forget the right. beer tap. I can have one of those at home. Um, <laughs> exactly. Cool, man. So uh, thank you for that info. Uh, and uh, for the audience, guys, if you heard that, it's ebri.com. Dan, dot what's org. that? Oh, org. sorry. ebri.org. Uh, check it out. Dan usually gives really good tips about that kind of stuff. So cool, man. So next up, uh, let's talk about ERC. This is one of the hottest topics being talked about today is actually an extension of PPP. So if you've applied for PPP, your business is already pre-qualified really for ERC. So what ERC stands for is Employee Retention Credit. If your business was affected by the COVID shutdowns, you had a lower gross receipts, or if you just had to shut down for whatever reason... Or you had to change your procedure for whatever reason, which I would say 99% of the businesses had to change their procedure. You know, did you have yep. to change the way you checked in clients? Or if you were a dental office or a, you know, or even a gym, gyms were shut down. They had to move stuff outside. That costs money to move stuff. Um, uh, that's that's what ERC is is uh, uh, essentially a refundable payroll tax credit. Uh, that is, it, it's they put a dollar amount, a maximum dollar amount per employee. And it's good for quarters two, three, four of 2020 and one, two, three, quarters one, two, and three of 2021. So I'll talk about kind of the minimums and maximums, what to look for if your business qualifies. Um, and if you haven't yet applied, what are the next steps? How can you get a, a complimentary analysis to see what you A, qualify for, um, and then B, how to, how to proceed from there? How'd you, cause I know you reached out and said, man, we got to, this is something you we need to let people know about. How did you how did you learn about it? So I've I always try to stay in the know with anything that's yeah. happening in the marketplace, um, whether it's on you know employee stock ownership plans. You know I've been, I've been consulting in that um, since 2015, and I I just want to get anything that can help a business owner out, especially small businesses, large companies. I mean they have the infrastructure in place to already figure this out. They're working with the large tax firms that are doing it. They're working with large banks like UBS does ESOPs all day for big businesses. But small businesses under 500 employees do not have the advisors. They don't have the infrastructure yep. in place to figure out all the ancillaries. There's so much stuff out there. I know, oh, I know one-tenth of 1%. So the way I got into it was um, just doing research. I have a lot of accountant friends. I, I, I uh, do a lot of networking at CalCPA. So I ended up meeting a tax credit team. Their their whole uh, business is R and D tax credits, which we'll talk about on a later podcast, uh, okay, not for today. Perfect. That's a that's a whole thirty minute session. That's when Dan will come back for the for the trio. See, did you, did, did you see how I how I let led into that? Right, I love it. <laughs> so so <laughs> I talked to them, and they they were mentioning ERC, and then payroll companies have been doing it. I mean, everybody's been getting into it. So I just got into it from the network of, of people that I do. My job is to help advisors and be the advisor to advisors, advisor to uh, business owners like you, and then and then the small businesses here in San Diego and in Vegas that I cover. So my job is to find out every single program that's out there, Watsi credits and all the other stuff out there. So I found out really just from networking with my CPA folks, um, and they told me about it. And then because I, I don't like to just believe somebody and say, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. I want to do research on that. And then I also want to see proof. So I want to see, okay, if you filed, did you get a check? Was the check for the amount that you applied for? Did you get more? Or did you get less? Like, what, what, What's all these uh, nuances? So yeah. it took me about six months to figure it all out. 
and then actually see checks, talk to small businesses. Okay, what did you apply? What did you get? Um, so that's essentially how I found out about it, just from my basic networking. Dan's on it, man. Dan, he 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 lets he's he's awesome because he he, he goes out. That's not really with him. That's, you would say that's not really in your wheelhouse, right? I mean, not even not in the, my wheelhouse. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does that stuff. Yeah, man. Like Dan's going above and beyond to help people and advise people. That's awesome. So tell us a little. So is there anything else to share about the employee retention credit? Yeah. So let me talk about a couple different yeah. things and the qualifiers. So um, the tax credit for 2020 is up to $5,000 per employee. So let, let's get some numbers here. I'm going to pull out my calculator really yeah, quick. Pull out, pull out your, let's, let's, your, get, uh, let's get this going here. Um, a buddy of mine, his wife owns a uh, nail shop in, uh, in East County. And he has 12 employees. We we're actually able to find $59,000. Well, I, I didn't, but I, I mean, I kind of did find it, <laughs> find it for him because I sent them to the team. Um, but the way we, we estimate this, now there's, there's a few different ways to estimate it. If you're working already with an ADP or paychecks or something like that, typically they just do a baseline of all your employees. They're not going to spend the time to dig into the data. It's better to use an outsourced accounting firm. Um, if you're a business out there listening to this podcast, hit up Michael and then he can connect you with our, our uh, professional accounting team that will actually stand behind their work for seven years if you ever get audited. The chances that you're going to get audited on a tax credit are, are pretty much zero, but there's always that 0.01% chance that something, you know, something may trigger. Um, yep. They've also, just to give you an idea, they've also helped businesses that have owed in taxes and by getting this credit they were able to wash out the amount of taxes that they owed, back taxes that they owed with this tax credit, actually helped them out. There's a whole, there's a big jeweler up in, uh, out in Las Vegas that owed $200,000 in credit. He was able to qualify for $400,000 in credit, got huh. 200 of it wiped out, and they gave him a $200,000 check, um, huh. which is pretty cool because he didn't have to come up with $200,000, clear out his tax bill just to receive his four hundred. dollars So the IRS was actually being nice by clearing out the $200,000 tax bill and then sending them a check for the remainder of 2000. So um, just to give you an idea, okay. Say you have 20 employees and in 2020, you're able to get up to. So again, that's why you want the tax team to look at each and every employee. A lot of it's based on salary, how long they've been there, et cetera. So for example, in 2020, if you have 20 employees, you're able to get back up to a hundred thousand dollars in a tax credit. Okay. Now, twenty-one thousand dollars is the upper limit for twenty twenty-one. Okay. So twenty-one thousand dollars times that same twenty employee group, that's four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money to get back any tax credit. Now, mind you, that is up to. So the tax team, when when you speak with them, they're gonna look at your so what they'll need is data on your payroll. So if you're currently working with a payroll vendor, there's typically like a CPA temporary access that they'll give you. So what you'll do is when you work with them, give them that temp access, or they're going to ask you to pull a couple files. So if you want it to be totally hands off, they'll do it for you. They'll do it for you for typically about a 15% fee. That's the rate that they charge. That's kind of the same across the board. It ranges from 10 to 15%. It depends how complicated a file is. But if you are currently working and you do not know about this tax credit, let the team take care of it. Give them a temp access to pull all the data they need, and then they'll find out exactly what you're, what you're eligible for. I'll give you one other example as well. There's a, a really good restoration company in town that I work with. Very good friends with the guy. 
Um, he told me, he's like, oh, hey, Dan, I, I just got a, you know, ADP just did my uh, ERC. You know, they just said, hey, we'll do your ERC. He's like, yeah, sure. Got $75,000 back. Okay, cool. Hey, do you mind taking a look, getting a second opinion with uh, the tax team that I know? Yeah, absolutely. He was able to get back over $700,000 no in a tax credit. So from 75000 to 700000 he has a lot of employees. He's doing really good. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. And he, and he does, he cares a lot about his employees. So for him, he's like, this is great. I'm going to be bonusing out uh, my, my staff, all the, all the good ones here. So, um, so use this credit as a bonus for employees. This is kind of how it relates to my business. So you wonder why I'm so invested in learning about this stuff. Selfishly for me, I want assets in 401k plans. Right. If a company is like, I'm not going to spend three grand to start a 401k plan. Well, hey, what about if I get you 30 grand in a tax credit? All right. right, Now we're talking. Now we'll get something going. Well, hey, maybe you want to match your employees, give a profit sharing. Yeah, Now I got 30 grand in in my hands. Yep. Makes sense. No, man, makes sense. You're fine. Yeah, you're finding cash. Yeah, you're finding cash for people to be able to invest where it's where you get returns for it, not just giving it to the government and where it goes nowhere. And hey, it's an ER secret. So this is something that is a government government. People don't know about this stuff. They don't tell you, but it's a program that they're offering. So why not take advantage? So when you say tax team, that's not anything internal to your group, right? That's this is someone you're. It's an outsourced team that I work with. Uh, We just happen to do a lot of business together. So they know a lot of people that I've closed 401k plans for. They happen to be doing their tax credit. So San Diego is a small small town, right? Name name spreads really quick. And when we kind of linked up, I was doing business with a couple companies. I realized that it was that same team. And then we just started... I started referring a lot of plans to them. They started referring back. So um, it's just been a really good... um, uh, or, yeah, really good partner in the industry. And uh, like I said, uh, name's a big deal in San Diego. It's a small town. It so is. when I start referring clients over and I know they're in good hands, we're good. It just leads to more business. Cool, man. That's awesome. So yeah. we got that part down. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the ERC? No, that, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess action items. If, if you're a company out there listening to this podcast and you, you have not applied for ERC yet, um, hit up Mike right away. Um, he'll connect you to the team that I outsource all my all my leads to. If they can find you money, take it. Um, the one thing, the one caveat with ERC, um, it's it is not like PPP where you have to ask for forgiveness. Okay, you don't right. have to ask for <laughs> never never apologize for for your passion. Um, so you don't have to you don't have to qualify forgiveness. It is though considered earned income. Right. Okay. So that's the that's the only thing. But hey, look, if if I'm going to be paying income on a seven hundred grand that I never knew was there take it absolutely dan thank you for that um before we wrap up anything else you wanted to go over with the audience that that is it for me that's uh that's that's a lot of info to to cover so we talked about cal savers ebri uh erc that's a lot of stuff but uh, items (laughs) reach out to mike asap and if you haven't done it already they'll do a complimentary analysis and and see if they could find you money yeah guys reach out uh i'll connect you with dan also uh, he does an awesome job. Uh, as I don't know if for those of you that may have heard the first podcast, we talked a little deeper about uh, some of the plans and programs he can put in place for for retirement. And uh, I would love to connect you with him. Dan, how how can people get you in touch with you directly? What's what's your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, so LinkedIn is my my full name. So don't search Dan's America that, that <laughs> pops up on here, but uh, it's Dan Kolosowski, uh, long Polish last name, uh, K-O-L-O-S-O-W-S-K-I. I'm sure if you search Dan K-O, 
L-O. There's not many people probably with that on LinkedIn. So if you find me and then you'll see uh, you'll see my face on there and a bunch of videos um, uh, that I've posted on there about different topics that we've covered. And I know this uh, this podcast isn't streamed on video, but you'll see my background. Uh, somebody told me it reminds them of uh, Jerry Springer's final thoughts where he's uh, in front yeah. of a brick wall. That is funny. <laughs> Yeah, Dan's got a cool background, man. He's got a cool setup in studio. His first podcast is is video, but this one isn't. <laughs> Decided to go straight audio. Straight uh, cool, man. Well, Dan, thanks again for joining. Uh, if Absolutely. you guys, if you'd like to speak to Dan directly, get in touch with me, and I'll connect you with him. And of course, like Dan said, if you want to look to see if uh, you you would qualify for ERC, which is Employee Retention Credit, let me know, and I'll connect you with the with the people that can help. So, thanks again for listening to Team Business, episode number 38, with Dan Kay, Regional Vice President of 401k Markets at Transamerica. He's an awesome guest, and he's going to come on again soon, right, Dan? That's right. Third time. <laughs> what are we going to talk about the next time again? Uh, next time, we're going to talk about R&D tax credits, actually. That's a whole other can of worms to open up, and that one's the exciting one. That one's Is even it? More, more exciting. <laughs> Is it? We're going to have to do that sooner than later, then. Yeah. We can't let people be too suspense. We can't, you know. I like the suspense. It keeps them on the hook for the next one. <laughs> it keeps them on the hook, but we can't let them wait too long, you know? That's true. That wouldn't be fair. Thanks again, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks to the audience for watching. As always. Uh, remember, just a couple asks. Um, if you enjoy our podcast, you know, give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, thanks again for listening. You guys take care. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Thank you.